Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Stuyvesant Podcast. This is episode two, and we're glad to be here with William Wang. Yay! So, William, uh, Wang. William Wang is the SU president, or I guess now former yeah. SU president. Um, so, yeah, please introduce yourself. Uh, so, I'm William Wang. I'm currently a senior. I'm graduating soon, in two weeks, actually. Um, I'm, I'll be going to NYU, class of 2023, on a pre-med track at Steinhardt for Global Public Health. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Very good. Are you? What are you excited most for for NYU? Uh, not being around my parents. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, no, my parents <laughs> are great. Um, but you know, I like the city. I love the city actually. Um, I've been working with NYU recently on BSAC, which is Borough Student Advisory Council. They basically poll students and how students can like somewhat like lead and you know be the. F- like successors of politicians in the future. So basically we look at studies on how high school seniors or not even seniors, high school students can, you know, shape public policy and do all that fun stuff. So you're telling me you you haven't even gone to the college yet and you're already like involved with yeah. the daily yeah. stuff. When, when did you start um, BSAC? doing that? Yeah. Uh, BSAC I started last year. Usually it would have been like two years ago if I were vice president last year, but I was not vice president last year. Oh, so, so does it only go to people who were presidents? It's or? presidents, vice presidents, and one external affairs member. I'm not sure about whether or not one more external affairs member will go next year because this year there was a bit of, you know, issues. Like there are a few issues with having three people because every school gets up to two representatives at BSAC. Stavson mm-hmm. was special in past years. We got three. This year we were allowed three, but it came with like kind of conflict with. Is this only like an NYU thing or is it other schools? I mean, it's a bunch of other schools, including like Title I high schools Uh in Manhattan. So NYU, along with Department of Education, works together and they grab like a few students from each school. I mean, it's not every single school in the Manhattan district, but they get as many as possible and a lot of these schools are from like title one schools like i don't know some school in like washington heights but there's also like laguardia and stives which have a much like bigger presence and oftentimes you know you go to bsac and then you see like your bubble of what high school life is like gets completely popped right when i found out that these schools did not even have like working bathrooms working locker rooms you know the attendance would be like around 50 or even less than 50 percent um they wouldn't have clubs after schools they wouldn't have college counselors their teachers would have to teach like seven different like classes of the same like type of subject it was it was insane it's nothing compared to size and it really showed me the difference between the dichotomies between specialized high schools and title one schools so like i know like a lot of colleges mm-hmm. do like these programs for high school students and i was just wondering like did it like affect your decision on choosing NYU as your undergraduate college? Well, the main reason why I chose NYU was because it was so close to home. Um, I was not, well, I I love the city so much. I've been out to different other colleges. I've been to California. I've seen what UC schools are like. They just do not fit me, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I applied to some other schools like Yale and Dartmouth. Um, unfortunately I didn't get in. Oh, terrible. (laughs) And, uh, well, I ended up at NYU doing something that my parents like, something that I like, something that I find very important, which is, um, medical law, right? Which is like abortion laws, CRISPR. CRISPR is the idea of like genetically modified babies. That's an uprising topic that I'm extremely interested in. Um, I don't know where exactly I stand on these points, but hopefully where I go for college and masters to get my masters will somewhat define how I feel about these topics and how the news changes throughout, you know, the 
eight years that I have left in, you know, a higher education. So, I mean, I'll figure things out. Yeah. So you already uh, went through the motions of whether or not you wanted to leave the city or you wanted to stay, yeah. right? Because you yeah. already explored that. I explored it and I was like, there's no way I'm leaving the East Coast, yeah. right? Yeah. So I love, like, even how, even, like, the harsh winters. I love the harsh winters. I just love everything can, about this East Coast. That. Yeah. And yeah. I don't, I can't imagine myself being anywhere else. Yeah, because a lot of juniors, uh, right now, we're juniors. And mm-hmm. uh, really, it's it's a process to figure out where you want to go. Because yeah. a big thing with it is whether or not we want to go mm-hmm. abroad. I mean, not abroad. Whether we want to leave out the city. State. Yeah, out of, state. out of state or stay in. Mm-hmm. And it's usually a big split between kids because mm-hmm. a lot of the kids st- tend to stay like SUNY schools, CUNY schools and NYU, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. And everyone else just wants to go as far away as possible. Yeah. And that's true. But ultimately, a lot of it comes down to the name of the school. Like, yeah, I don't, yeah. don't want to say it, but Stuyvesant yeah. is especially like in the mindset that, oh, just because the school has X name, I want to go to the school no matter how far it is purely because of how much money I think I'm going to be making or you know, the yeah. clout, quote unquote, clout yeah. that I get from going to these. You got to find what fits you. Really. Yeah. 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 And I found NYU. Yeah. That's no. definitely a great decision. I mean, yeah. like personally, I want to stay as close to home as possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, one, like you don't have to play for like travel. Right. Um, if you're definitely. like, or dorming, if you're very close. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, yeah. But I mean, there's something cool about like leaving, leaving and maybe going to like yeah. more of a suburban of or like kind of like. Like I went to, I, I visited Cornell mm-hmm. and their campus is like very, like super quiet, yes. you know, kind of like very natural. That's the reason why I did not even apply to Cornell. I've been to Cornell like 30 times and uh-huh. I hate the environment. Like really? I, I find people to be, actually, no, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to. Maybe I should just finish the sentence. <laughs> no, Fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, Cornell is a very interesting place. It's a very quiet place. Um, people there are generally very calm, right? Collected, yeah, yeah. quote unquote, calm and collected, you know. But there's a private life at Cornell. You know, there's a lot of frats, sororities run at a high. Um, you know, it's, it's very hard to get accustomed to that kind of community when you're literally out in the wilderness. You know, there's gorges. Wow, cool. There's a yeah. gorge there. Wow. <laughs> it's, Cornell is gorgeous. Wow. No, it's not that interesting. Um, sure, the education there is amazing, right? Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think I would be happy being there. And I, although I, I, I do commend students who will be happy there. Like, good and for them. They made it there. On the same note, like, I visited Princeton mm-hmm. and um, what was it? Yale before? Yale's beautiful. They're completely different schools. Yes. Like, Yale is really old timey, mm-hmm. and a lot of their facilities are kind of old. The building's kind of old. Mm-hmm. While Princeton's really modern and mm-hmm. it's really new. And uh-huh. if you, if someone just goes based on the name and doesn't actually visit the schools, they might find out that the school isn't really fit for them, mm-hmm. and they might be really upset in the end. Right. Yeah. So I toured colleges, Princeton and Yale. I mean, they offered two completely different things. I mean, like, I'm not sure how relevant this is to the podcast, but, yeah. you know, Princeton is more like when people think Princeton compared to Yale, Princeton is like that place where you grind academics, right? And Yale is this, sure, old-timey may be the word. I mean, all the, there's a huge library there, and it's, like, really old, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's built on an endowment of, like, billions of dollars, and they choose not to make it, 
themselves like more modern per se but that's because they're also like a very like general liberal arts like college right mm -hmm. they're not necessarily interested in like grinding out academics but i mean they are interested in grinding out academics but you know you're a little bit more liberal there even though how they like dorm there is like very important to define who they are their their dorms are like harry potter style right you have different houses and yeah. then those houses compete i mean it's very fun there taking a turn from colleges mm -hmm. um maybe like Focusing more on you, SU, like who yes. is, yeah, SU. Um, so did you always know, like when you came at Stai, did you always have like an idea that you wanted to do this or I, did it I develop? literally had no clue that I would end up here. I always had ambition. Um, when I started at Stuyvesant, uh, I started off as freshman caucus. I didn't run for freshman caucus. I wasn't interested in running in elections. Um, so I was a campaign manager for Hannah Jun and Jason Feng. Um, I fell in love. I was in their cabinet. Um, I was in their advisory council, and I also worked part-time for the SU under um, Tassin Chowdhury. He was the one who recommended me to SU. I did, like, a type of blue-collar job, right? I did labor. I did, like, interning type of things. You know, I would run out and get upperclassmen, like, coffees and food. Sometimes I would help them set up for dances. Mm -hmm. um, I was just all over the place with student government. I loved the policymaking involved in freshman caucus, even though it wasn't like really much. It was more like, oh, conducting like surveys on the student, like at least the freshman, the class of 2019 on like what they wanted for a certain dance or whatever, right? And I eventually grew into it. I did sophomore caucus um, advisory council under, I think it was Julia Lee and uh, Stephanie Nang, Ning. Ing, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and then I also did SU. Um, Tassim was really happy. By that time, he became the vice president of the student union. And he made me clubs and pubs director alongside with Alexa Valentino. Um, we became the first ever sophomore um, clubs and pubs director, which was a big thing. We got a vote on the cabinet. We were like, we were so hyped. Um, Alexa and I were really close. Um, junior year, I was their junior chief of staff, which is just basically assistant chief of staff, right? And I fell in love with it even more because I was able to do both logistics and policy. I worked closer with parents. I worked closer with administration. And I just love talking to like these adults and getting these new experiences, but also talking and serving not only my grade, but the entire school. I worked closely with a lot of other caucuses as well. And I just delved more into it to the point where I don't think I would have like been content if I had just stayed as a non-elected official, right? I want to do something greater. And eventually, I rose up to be the president after Alexa Valentino did not run. So clearly, it was a culmination of things that mm -hmm. led to this. It's not just, I want to run for president because mm -hmm. I want to look good for college. Yeah, no, I didn't really care. <laughs> you, it looks like you really do mm -hmm. did care about this. And I mean, it's great, I guess, to have mm -hmm. a president who really does care about his job. Mm -hmm. How did you uh, meet Vishwa, and how did you know that you wanted him to be, like, your oh, vice boy. president? Um, the first time I met Vishwa was when I was in sophomore caucus. He was freshman caucus. We all knew him as, like, a rowdy type of guy, right? He was very radical. Um, he was still in his youth, but he was very effective. Um, when we were together for the semi-formal, which, you know, it kind of went bad. I don't know if you guys were there. But um, the semi-formal was one of the, like, the deciding favors, uh, deciding like moments of whether or not I would run with him. Um, we were working closely together on 
an incident which occurred, right? We were like ultimately like very broken because of the incident that occurred that night when there was this one girl who, you know, yeah. had the EMS like called on her emergency medical she, services called on her. Do you want to talk about it anymore? Or do you want? I mean, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to mention any names yeah, because yeah. you no know names, that's of the past. Like, um, we weren't there. Not, I don't mm-hmm. think any of us I, were I was there. Yeah. Alan I was, was there. there. Yeah, we weren't there, but we did hear about it mm-hmm. at the at the end of the day yeah. and it was kind of nuts because it it felt like it was somewhat expected but at the same time it wasn't because mm-hmm. we felt like because it was a school sanctioned event mm-hmm. we, we were thinking oh wow like everything will be handled nothing too bad would happen oh. <laughs> in oh, the boy. end yeah like when it, when something kinda. like that happens um i don't know if it's your responsibility or like the the actual like the faculty at the school like mm-hmm. what are like what are, like, the steps you guys take to, like, get that thing settled? Like, what are some things that happen? Okay, so we found out about it, and we were just, like, freaking out. I'm not, uh, like, I bet, yeah. I, it, it's expected, right? Because we're just, like, sophomores and freshmen, and we're like, oh, my God, this just happened. There's this girl who's screaming in the bathroom, right? And then we're trying to cover up as much as possible, right? And because, you know, administration had a lack of faith in us, right? They expected something like this to happen, and it did happen, unfortunately, um, so then we kind of, you know, w- went crazy a little bit there. And then eventually Mr. Moran came and, you know, he settled it. People were evacuated from the actual venue. It was an emotional moment, especially for people who spent like tons of time and money into this event. Vishwa, me, the sophomore caucus presidents at that time, the freshman caucus presidents, meaning Eve as well, the event planners. It, w- it was just chaotic. And eventually people left. Um, I don't think we had to give back. We didn't lose that much money. I don't think we lost that much money, but okay. it was what was most like disturbing or sad about the entire thing was that we lost the right to actually hold semi-formal, uh, like a very like well, like it was a dance that a lot of people in the future would have been very excited for. Like imagine if people like who are freshmen and sophomores now knew that semi-formal was held at a venue at Union Square. It's oh, like we a don't beautiful. Have any more semi-formals? We, no, they're not. They're not outside yeah. of school. Oh, yeah. They're all inside. Okay. I was about to say, like, we had a semi-formal. Yeah. But um, on another note, I guess, um, God, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I completely forgot. Um, oh, yeah. How did the administration react, like, in general to that? Like, were they a lot more harsh on your thing? Other than the thing where, like, you said that you didn't lose that much funding mm-hmm. and you have to keep uh, semi-formals in school. Yeah. Or, like, on like a basis of everything else that the SU kind of runs, yeah. did did they really like, affect anything like, else? Oh, just I know it was out of your control, but like mm-hmm. an event like this happens where like oh like sophomore uh, freshman caucus they can't even like control their events, right? Stuff like that. I mean, yeah. uh, the administration works very closely with the student government, and you know we. I am a big fan of the administration, especially because this is Stuyvesant, right? No other school will you find an administration which is as liberal as they are with students, right? As you will at Stuyvesant, right? Mm-hmm. You can go to any school. The student government there is like, I'm not, like, I, I hate to say it, but it's like somewhat of a joke, right? I mean, you can, when we went to um, a Brooklyn Tech type of um, student leadership, like get together, right? And if, event like they were awed at you know how liberal the teachers and administration were after the like the entire event or at least like how we plan policy right um the administration has the students 
best interests in mind, right? And that's something that students might not think, but it's something that I've learned after working with them. Um, the administration itself is usually very broken along like edges, right? They're in their own like different political ideas and political views towards like students, right? They Some of them might trust students a lot. Some of them might not trust students at all. Um, so, I mean, there's a fair amount of number of, like there's a fair amount of teachers and administration who truly do care. I mean, I'm sure everyone here cares about the students, but you know, they've forgiven. Um, they've given us chances. I'm hopeful that Mr. Moran and the like security officers in the future, or at least administration will be more liberal and even allow us to have semi-formal outside of school, but not just semi-formal. They've been allowing us to push like all these policy projects, right? Like the PSAL policy, right? Um, yeah. They've been, they allowed us to even like get that through the SLT board. And even though it didn't like pass, in general, it was amazing how administration somewhat helped us with the entire thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, like a lot of it has come from like the trust that they have in you mm -hmm. guys. Because like when my parents, when I first came into Stai, like like I don't know, thirteen years old, fourteen mm -hmm. years old, with my parents, and I saw like the seniors, and I saw, I guess I don't know who the president at that time was, but um, like it was such like, like these they're like adults, you know, I mean. Oh yeah. That's why I saw what my parents huge. thought. Like, I think it's just Stuyvesant students more so than like other schools. They have like this sense of responsibility and like maturity and seriousness when it comes to the things they do. Like, um, and I think that's yeah, like you said, a big part of you know why it's so you know our, our student union so so good. Right, and that's also because the administration has allowed us to cultivate these skills, right? I mean, yeah. at other schools, teachers are much more, like, harsh with how they deal with, like, student government, right? Mm -hmm. They might, like, not even include student government in a, you know, concept or a project that are that is for the students, right? But at Stuyvesant, we have some, a COSA, like Mr. Palazzo. We had Ji Zhang, who is the former um, principal, and now we have Mr. Contreras, who is also extremely liberal with the student government. I mean, without them, we would not have the successful student government, which we have today. And it's not like literally, right? But the leaders that we have today, like Julian and Vishwa, me, other you know members of exec, and even the students here, right? Any student here, including you two. Us, our personality and our experiences, our skills are based off how much trust the administration gives us and how the administration deals with us, right? How they speak to us. And that's something extremely special that you'll only find at Stuyvesant. Through the past four years that you were here, mm -hmm. freshman to senior year, how how different has the SU changed in your opinion? Like, uh, as, yeah. As, ha um, as you've been here, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Um, that was bad. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, the SU has, I, I mean, it's, we've been more focused. So in the past, we've been focused mainly on like events, right? We've been focused on events and making student like student life better in form of like one-time things, right? Yeah. As the years progressed, and Tassin, Vishwa, and I have like gone through the motions, um, we've tried to bring it out like more towards policy changing, right? Mm -hmm. um, before it would be like, oh, we're going to have like a student fair or of some sorts, it's like a carnival or of some sorts, and maybe we'll make enough money off of this. But now it's more like, oh, how do we make sure the students and like the kids of the future, right? Who the kids who will become the speakers and the leaders of the future, how will, how can we better them, right? Yeah. And that's why we've come to things like sexual misconduct presentations in which we teach freshmen freshmen during their um, bio freeze, like 
what sexual misconduct is, what consent is. Um, we're trying to, we did civil engagement as well. So then students are more open about, you know, their local governments, how to vote, how to like um, do taxes even. I think that was one of the seminars that we gave for civil engagement. Um, we're also trying to make sure that students, especially since Stuyvesant is made up of 44% of low incomes um, from low income families, um, we make sure that sponsorships keep flowing in, right? We've gotten sponsorships from like art stores, we've gotten sponsorships from restaurants, but also like the New York Times, right? Everyone has a free New York Times subscription and that currently is under my name and um, that will continue to be passed on to the next SU president. And so Vishwa next year will be the one yeah, who's in charge yeah. of the New York Times um, sponsorships that uh, sponsorship that we got. Yeah. That's really cool. So like adding on to that, I know you, you listed a lot like, what are some of your achievements that you're most proud of during your presidency or during, like, your your whole career in uh, SU? Most of this came out of um, senior year, I admit. Vishwa was very helpful, and he opened my mind up to a lot more, like, policy things, right? I used to be more of a, like, of the logistics type of guy, right? I would take care of, like, logistics and all that fun stuff. But... Uh, because of Vishwa and how open he is and, you know, different students and how they, like, reacted to, like, the student body and what they want from the student body, um, I'm most proud of probably um, blind applications. Blind applications, a lot of people might think that the SU is, like, nepotistic, right? Um, we made the applications completely blind, as in, like, we don't necessarily, like, receive your email. We don't receive your name. We only receive your OSIS. So we don't know, like, who you are when you were reading your application. We also interviewed literally every single applicant. Actually, no, every single, so we narrowed down applications, but we yeah. did it in a very liberal way. And in the end, we still had a majority of, like a super majority of the um, applications that we received. And we went through interviews. We interviewed literally every single one of them at Whole Foods during our summer. It took us like a week and a half. We would stay at Whole Foods for six to eight hours. Um, it was it was literally insane, um, but at least it brought more trust to the student government, um, to the sexual misconduct presentations. That's something that's big. Um, according to a report that we sent out to Stuyvesant, around I think it was sixty six percent of Stuyvesant students have felt as if you know they've been you know sexually harassed before, wow. or in, or Jeez. at least been a target of sexual misconduct, right? through like means of like words or even like physical actions, right? That's yeah. huge. Um, we grew, we're right now growing through a Me Too movement in which, you know, there are all these like women and men who are coming out and talking about, you know, the attacks that they've gone through and all the different types of traumas that they've had to go through because of people who can't keep their hands or their words to themselves, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's disgusting and vile. And we're happy that you know, we're happy to know that students, especially freshmen and freshmen in the future, will continue to take these seminars and yeah. continue to learn about sexual misconduct. I mean, they have it in workplaces. And mm -hmm. if you think about it, schools are much more dense. Exactly. And they're filled with a bunch of like teens who don't really know Hormonal what they're doing. Exactly. I mean, it yeah. seems like it's more important to have it at this age. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that was yeah, that's a very good thing to do. Uh, right now, we're pushing this pro um, project out to the Department of Education. Usually people do sexual misconduct um, training in college. That's one of the first things that they have to do before they actually like get their courses or whatnot. Right. Um, you have to take an online course. But I feel like it's a much bigger issue at a high school level where, you know, kids still are like rebellious 
and they're going out they're going through this rebellious type of age where they're going out to parties and like drinking right and that's where most assaults happen right I mean, it happens at a school level, like through your regular day-to-day life, but I find it more prevalent, especially when going to sty parties where men and women don't know exactly like how to act towards one another because they're under the influence of something. Yeah. How did you get the data, the data for um, sexual. the sexual harassment thing? Yeah. Um, so the freshmen who lead this project are Theo um, Kabovi Weiss and Nev Diaz Carr. They're both on the new exec under Vishwa, Sofa, and... Julian Giordano, um, they came up with this entire idea. We thanked them for the entire project. We helped them, and we worked closely with them. Um, then we sent out uh, we sent out a survey to all the students throughout um, the school by you know because we have the emailing list for the entire yeah. school. So um, we got responses from them. We got a lot of responses, more responses than I think. I, I, it was like a few hundreds responses that's i don't exactly like remember um but yeah that's how we sent it in the survey out i mean mm-hmm. even though you sent it through email there's still a ton of people who couldn't have answered like who wouldn't have answered because mm-hmm. they just yeah. pass up on emails i do that sometimes <laughs> yeah, like okay. i see the email and i just don't like if there's a survey i don't really fill it out yeah but thing is there could be the horrible thing is there could be a bunch more people who yes. have been affected mm-hmm. than what the statistics show it yeah. could be really bad, and like it's great that you guys yeah. are like bringing this up. I mean, going forward in Stai, like you did a lot of great things, but I I bet that you have a lot of things advice you pass on to Vishwa <laughs> or like other Cox members. Mm-hmm. Like, Julian. what are some things? Yeah, and Julian, uh, what are some things like you wish you can see in Stai in the future? Um, like some things you would want to happen. Um, I mean, Stuyvesant is built off a of meritocracy, right? Stuyvesant is the like pinnacle of meritocracy throughout like you know we take a test we get a certain score on the test if we reach the cutoff then we go to Stuyvesant right and there's like certain debate about it which I will not comment on right because that's outside like what that's not exactly like yeah yeah, that's outside but I mean a lot of Stuyvesant students when they come to the school they get into this mindset that the only thing that matters is college readiness right I mean this is not for student government but this is for generally like all of Stuyvesant, right? College readiness is certainly important, right? But sometimes it's good to, you know, enjoy the high school experience, right? A lot of us miss out or pass out on some of the most important things that happen through high school and something that you're supposed to learn off of. Drama with friends is something that's important. Some people here barely socialize with, like, people around them and rather socialize they go home automatically to, you know, work on their geometry homework and then do their... Um, article, read their articles for whatever AP class, and then they try to stack up and get 10 classes in a row with no lunch, right? Um, I, w- I was hoping that one day Stuyvesant would be, I mean, I, it sounds weird to say, right, because we're at Stuyvesant, but Stuyvesant would be less focused on necessarily the academics. I mean, they're, yeah, it sounds really weird when I say it, but <laughs> I wish people were more lighthearted about the entire, like, college speaks, like, the college talks that they have with like the people around them. I mean, I hope people are more like are able to socialize more with the people around them and understand and garner like their own personality rather than create a personality that is based off a manual in a Barron's like (laughs) in a Barron's review book. Yeah, because in this school, since going to college and college readiness is so important to so Mm -hmm. many kids. It's a lot of competition, and there's a lot of trash talking, shit talking yep. to each other. They're like, "Oh, 
uh, I'm going to go to this school because mm-hmm. of my grades and my extracurriculars. And another kid looks at that and is like, damn, I'm not really going to go there. And it really pushes their spirit down and their heart down. And mm-hmm. we kind of need to be a lot more lax about this and mm-hmm. yeah. understand that the college you go to isn't who you are. Mm-hmm. And our guidance counselors and our college counselors, they do, do a great job of telling us this. But sometimes it doesn't hit home with some kids right. because – it's always about the name of the college, mm-hmm. and it won't, they, kids, a lot of kids maybe not won't realize it until they actually get to the college. Right. Yeah, and I feel like some kids before they even come to Sty, they choose Sty because they think they'll have <laughs> yeah. a better chance of getting into college. Yeah, which is kind of like, if anything, it makes it a harder chance to get into. The well, top I think colleges. it's because of the way that the school is branded. Yeah, like oh. yeah. Welcome, Alan. <laughs> I was going to say. Yes. Um, no, I just think oh, yeah. I think it's the way that it's branded and uh, like. I was having a conversation with a friend earlier this week, and you know, I think a lot of people forget that like college isn't the end of the road, and like, um, at least when I look at it, I think I've learned more. At least, so right now in junior year, I've taken more, just from like, the experiences that I have throughout the year rather than like the academics. Yeah. 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 The world is so big. There's so much to do. Like, yeah. You can't just limit to yourself. I think, yourself to one college. I think I tell myself that to. Um, lightened it <laughs> to kind of justify why my grades aren't, an you know, yeah. yeah. But, you okay. know, at the same time. Too, no, sometimes. but it's true. Yeah. But there's some truth to it. Yeah. And you have to acknowledge it. Um, on a, on a different note, you, you've been, you've been in the school for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you changed as a person in general? Oh boy. Uh, freshman year, me was not a pretty sight at all. Like you can look at my ID <laughs> card. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> so freshman year, I wrote about this in my senior portrait, which is really funny. Um, I was extremely rowdy. Um, I grew up thinking that I was the best of the best because I went to a gifted and talented school and my parents have been like getting ready for me to like go to Stives in my entire like lifetime. I basically came out of the womb and they were like, here's this book, read it and learn, digest. Now you know a thousand words, congratulations. Um, so I, I grew up thinking that uh, I'll be fine throughout Stuyvesant, right? And Stuyvesant's going to be walking the park. Haha, <laughs> no, freshman year hits. I get that geometry textbook. It's like smacked across my face. And I'm like, oh boy, I'm not going to be doing well. So generally I was, you know, I was more involved in my social life my freshman year rather than my academic life. That brought me down a little bit. Um, but at least I got to garner social skills with other people. Uh, my sophomore year, I started getting back on track for my academics. And then my junior year, you know, the same cycle, you know, begins where I'm less focused on my social life, although I still am focused on my social life. But I'm, you know, slowly rising through the academic sphere and senior year hits. And I'm like yeah. one of the only second term seniors who still cares about doing my essays and handing them on, in on time. But um, generally, I, I think I've gotten more mature, right? When I was in middle school, I was like a timid little kid who would like never talk to anyone, right? I would be like lurking in like, while everyone else would be like gathered doing their group projects, I would be probably by myself, sitting by myself doing an individual project, which I requested for my, like requested for my teachers, like, oh, may I do this individual project because I feel uncomfortable working with other kids. And now you see me talking to literally any like student at Stuyvesant and even parents at Stuyvesant, that's something I'm extremely like grateful for given this like I was given this city experience where people are more open to each other and bring are more open to bring you into conversation so then we could garner these like social speaking skills yeah I think one of the best things Stuyvesant gives you besides like the, the name 
is like those experiences and those opportunities to like develop as a person, not only like in school, but outside of school. I mean, I could, yeah, like I remember myself like freshman year to now, like it's not like the tests or like studying that's made me different. It's like the experiences, the people you meet, you know, and I think Stavison is like a very good environment for that. Um, I personally came from like a really small middle school and like yeah. everyone knew each other. Mm-hmm. I was the same 90, middle school as John. There was only 90 kids yeah. in the grade. And like you kind of were like, you would, I don't know, you'd be more loose mm-hmm. and you can't everyone always. Everyone knew everybody. That was the whole yeah. thing. Like, you recognized every single face. You walk in in the halls of Stai. There's a kid you might not know. You might have never seen for the past three, four years. And you're like, wow. And yeah, like, this is really a big thing. You get shocked by this this many people. And you're kind of like, well, you know, like, should I, like, act differently? So, like, people like me, stuff like that. And yeah, like, I think you hit the nail on the head. Eventually. It takes time. It does take time. And I think the best way to, like, learn it is to kind of have those bad experiences also, yeah you just, like you get to meet different types of people yeah and oh, like yeah, it's great and like i guess some you click with some you don't on a similar thing like we we came from the gift and talent right. school me and aaron and it really did for me personally it hit mm-hmm. me really hard when i got got here because i thought i was prepared i thought i was socially great and <laughs> <laughs> yeah aaron freshman seems to doubt that I, well, I know that's, John, that's the I thing. Know John that, for like that, that was how the thing. now, seven years? That was the thing. In freshman year, I was I thought I was like a great person and it just turns out, hey. Yeah, I mean. Not, it's, yeah. That's not how it goes. And, like, and even you do learn over the years about uh, how to be, I mean, a substantial person, right. yeah, mature. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, for those who don't really know SU that well, mm-hmm. what are some like, Okay, let's say this. In like a day in a life as a as, as SU president, besides the academic and your school and your right. classes, what does it normally look like for you? Uh, well, it looks like a lot of working with Mr. Palazzo and Mr. Trainer. Um, so at the beginning of the year, things were changing. Uh, actually, at the beginning of the year, most things happen, right? Um, we give out money to clubs, right? And we have to like we have to schedule auditing, right? So then that means clubs and pubs, you know, runs around to these clubs while they're having like meetings after school. We have all these events like club pub fair. I mean, a lot of what we do in the beginning of the year is basically hands-on experience, right? Hands-on. And, you know, it takes a lot of time to somewhat like schedule that, especially since we're working with administration. Towards the end of the year, we're a little bit more chill until sing season comes, then everything like hits like a truck again because, you know, I'm so the way the SU budget works is that someone pays for something, right? You get reimbursed, right? So first thing season, you can see like me and Vishwa probably like using our credit cards to like buy thousands of dollars worth of things, right? And you know we get reimbursed for eventually. Actually, I haven't yet. I don't think Vishwa has either because wow. we just keep forgetting to get them reimbursed. We should yeah. get on that soon. But um, you oh, know, sing hits like a, yeah. We got a couple of days <laughs> before I graduate and I can't get it back. Um, and I, I guess it's just a lot of work behind the scenes. I mean, sometimes I prioritize my SU work, um, like prioritize it over my academics, which is really stressful sometimes, especially when I'm going to like go to school. I'm like, oh my God, I spent like four hours until like three o'clock in the morning doing like SU work, but I didn't study for this math final, which I have, which is what happened yeah. yesterday. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's hard, but you know, you get used to it over the time and sometimes like even if you don't like succeed that well like academically 
um, you eventually come to terms with it. That's something Mr. Palazzo has said to me um, before I came SU president and when I came, became SU president. SU presidents and vice presidents have not been known to be like academically like inclined, yeah. but they are w- well known to be like socially and responsible, like oh, yeah. social and responsible. Yeah. So. Okay, so we only have couple oh, like a minutes. couple more yeah. minutes. So we yeah. want to ask you one more question. Mm-hmm. What are your last words as president? To the Stuyvesant community. Oh, yeah. um, so a lot of changes are coming to Stuyvesant, as I've seen through SLT. Um, they're going to push for um, a nine-period day. A lot of you will gawk at that, right? And you're like, nine periods? What am I going to do about oh, my 10th no. period class? I've heard about, about the nine period. Yeah, how, how am I going to get my fifth AP through? Oh, oh, they have like an 11th period no. math or something. They have an 11th period math right now. Oh, I'm yeah, not yeah. sure how they're going yeah. to deal with that through a nine-period day. Um, we worked on this through SLT. Um, but, I mean, I didn't really care that much about the policy behind the nine-period day. I care about the like the idea of what Stuyvesant is, right? I've been told this year that Stuyvesant is the best of the best, especially from teachers and administration. I've been to spring fees. I've seen what parents think about Stuyvesant. Stuyvesant is great. I'll give you that. Um, Stuyvesant is one of my—it's changed me. It's changed my life. Um, but— when you look at it from an outside like standpoint, right? You, these are like very intelligent kids who are like staying up until five o'clock in the morning, and they're like doing all this work, right? But it all ultimately comes down to like for what, right? I mean, sure, Stuyvesant is a place to train. I mean, Stuyvesant is a place to like be academically inclined and you know like meet all these new people. But people need to understand that you know Stuyvesant is just another high school, right? Stuyvesant is great. I will get, like I said before, Stuyvesant is great, but there are so many other high schools. Like there are so many other colleges. What matters is what you make of yourself. It, it doesn't really matter where you go because as long as you're able to tailor your own experiences, just like how you tailor your own Stuyvesant experience, you will find who you are, what you want to do and how to be successful. And everyone is successful in their own way in the end, right? Everyone's essence is made up of the choices that they make throughout the Stuyvesant career. And the same goes for life. Your essence ultimately is what defines you and your essence ultimately comes from how you think and how you like choose your it's like a a pick a choice like story right pick your own story yeah game right yeah it's exactly like that and you will end up somewhere you might be content you might be discontent but that is where you will end up it does not matter where you go because ultimately in the end you will end up where you end up right Mm -hmm. and you have to be content with that very right. insightful final words. Yeah. Well, yeah, thank you very much for uh, coming on. Thank you so much for thank, having me. We thank you for all the yeah, all the you. good you've brought to Stuyvesant, <laughs> and uh, we wish you the best going forward. Um, so yeah, that's it, everyone. Thank you for listening. Um, if you have any comments, please leave them down below or email us at Stuyvesantpodcast at gmail dot com. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And thank you, Stuyvesant.